One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone's guilty of relentlessly lobbying for something, then changing their minds overnight as soon as it happens. And pro wrestling is very much one of those what have you done for me lately kind of businesses. So simply put, you wanted these things to become reality, then rejected them sometimes rightly when they aired on television. So I am Gareth, this is What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 wrestling moments everyone wanted but nobody liked. Number 10, Kurt Angle's comeback. Kurt Angle's TNA run will never be appreciated the way it deserves. Why? Well, because countless fans at the time yearned for the Olympian to enjoy world-class matches on the WWE side instead. WWE brought Kurt back into the fold in 2017 and instantly did two things, inducted him into the Hall of Fame and made Angle Raw GM. The latter was viewed as a temporary step by fans, but nobody could foresee what was coming next. Jason Jordan became Kurt's kayfabe son and then his career wrapped up with that Baron Corbin match. Angle's second shot at WWE life was a complete disappointment. Well, let's add a bit of positivity to this entry, eh? What is your favourite Kurt Angle match slash moment? Let me know in the comments section right down below. Number 9, Obnoxious Heel Commentary The last great babyface heel commentary pairing on WWE's watch with any tenure was Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Their banter was so great that it inevitably brought them closer together. Eventually, Lawler softened his approach and fans accepted it. Or did they? Those same peeps called for some edge behind behind the announce booth again. So WWE decided to try on Michael Cole as an obnoxious mug who delighted in tearing down the do-gooders. Admittedly, Michael went a little over the top and failed to find any balance between peak Paul Heyman and Bobby Heenan's whimsical jokes. In short, he never actually put faces over and opted to rip everyone to shreds even when it removed from the match or promo. Corey Graves does a much better job overall of skirting that fine line between knowledgeable announcer and cutting color commentator who cheerleads the baddies. Number 8, Ronda Rousey rules the women's division. Lighting up WrestleMania in a pressure spot with three Hall of Fame worthy talents whilst working your first ever televised wrestling match can not have been easy. Ronda Rousey showed off her skills doing just that in 2018 though. And many figured she'd rightly go on to dominate WWE's female scene as a likeable wrecking machine for years to come. Fans lost interest in Rowdy Ronda as a dominant babyface fairly quickly. In fact, some had already made their minds up about Rousey by the the time she squashed Alexa Bliss at that year's SummerSlam to bag her first Raw Women's title. The verdict was in, and it wasn't positive for this ex-UFC pioneer. A disconnect formed between Ronda and wrestling fans after that. She started hearing boos didn't react to them very well, and never seemed the same once the bloom came off that rose. Number 7, Warrior vs. Hogan 2 Hulk Hogan vs. The Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 6 was a true collision of superheroes come to life. The same cannot be said for WCW's sequel. People 
People love the concept of it though, to be fair. Eric Bischoff definitely gets a pass for booking Hogan vs. Warrior 2 at Halloween Havoc 1998 on paper. It was eight years removed from the Mania original, sure, but both men were still huge stars, and there was value in finding out what had happened second time around. Then, as they say, that darn bell had to ring. Warrior sucked, and 98 Hogan was not the dude to carry him to anything passable. The whole thing was pretty awkward, actually. Number six, Roman Reigns equals Royal Rumble winner. Something has been largely forgotten in amongst all the hate Dave Batista received for winning the 2014 Royal Rumble. Look back at the match today, and you'll hear rapturous support for one Roman Reigns as the 30-man match raced to a conclusion. Folks in Pittsburgh would have rather Roman won the thing than Big Dave, that's for sure. A full 12 months later, though, folks in Philadelphia didn't feel the same way. Despite gauging fun reaction the prior January and having high hopes for Reigns anyway, WWE got quite a nasty shock when the audience rejected Roman. Not even The Rock raising his hand could stop the booze. This must have been confusing for everybody involved. But it's actually quite typical of us wrestling enthusiasts. We demand shiny new toys, then toss them from prams when they're delivered. Or maybe Brian should have just won back-to-back -back rumbles in 2014 and 2015, eh? Number 5. Triple H as top babyface only a fool could watch Triple H maraud down the aisle at Madison Square Garden on the 7th of January 2002 edition of Raw and dislike it. Hunter was jacked beyond belief, and some U2-inspired vignettes charting his painful rehab from a nasty quad injury the previous May helped whip fans into a frenzy and facilitate a killer babyface comeback. Shockingly though, post-MSG moment and popular Royal Rumble win, Tripp's entire baby run was a bit meh. He'd wrestle Kurt Angle again in a losing effort that was also overshadowed by the arrival of the NWO. Then Hunter engaged in a story opposite Chris Jericho that was less about the undisputed title and more about his storyline divorce from Stephanie. Come Mania, Triple H and Jericho bombed in the main event spot above Hogan versus The Rock. Hunter's babyface misery was complete when a revived Hulkster toppled him for the richest prize at Backlash. So much for a red-hot good guy run that everybody craved when Motorhead hit at MSG. Number 4. One more Shawn Michaels match. It was clear Shawn Michaels still had lots left in the tank when he decided to retire following a stunning sequel versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 26. In interviews, HBK repeated the same line to increasingly frustrated journos looking for a big scoop. He'd never wrestle again, or so he claimed. Dream bouts opposite students like Daniel Bryan or top workers such as AJ Styles were teased but never executed. Then money talked, and Sean elected to make an in-ring comeback in a bumper tag outing over in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel 2018. And in retrospect, Michael's wishes he hadn't bothered. His DX reunion with Triple H versus Taker and Kane royally sucked. Being honest, this one wouldn't have worked even if Trips hadn't torn his peck mere minutes in. Eight years of begging for that? Number three, Sting in WWE. Fans in the 1990s will recall countless magazine covers boasting things like Fantasy Warfare, Sting vs. The Undertaker, Inside. Discussion over exactly who would win between these supernatural greats was endless back then, and WWE finally had the chance to find out when they eventually inked a deal with the Stinger in 2014. Taker didn't come into the equation, and hopes faded that it had ever happened. Now, with the Deadman retired and Sting shortly following 
wearing suits, it is an impossibility. Interest in Sting joining WWE hinged on one match, but Vince McMahon decided it wasn't right for his version of the WCW legend. One of the most elusive gets in company history, and someone fans had wanted to see in the WWF slash WWE since the early 90s was finally here, and he lost two matches before vanishing again. Number 2. WCW Invades the WWF Fans were willing to overlook Shane McMahon becoming the new storyline WCW owner, and they were even content enough when mid-carders like Lance Storm and Hugh Morris began invading matches. But turning WCW with ECW in tow into some second-rate wannabe dominated by more McMahon melodrama was not. The Survivor Series finale in November 2001 was a mercy killing for an angle already on life support. Then, annoyingly, the big stars fans had wanted, the NWO, Ric Flair, Goldberg, Scott Steiner, etc., started showing up one by one anyway. How rude and what a missed opportunity. Number 1. Bret Hart Destroying Vince McMahon Every would-be wrestling match has a shelf life. Had WWE been able to book Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon at any point between 1997 to 2002, then people would have been tripping over themselves to see the Hitman gain ultimate revenge for Montreal. Remarkably, despite coming years past its sell-by date, fans were still into the thought of Hart giving Vince his comeuppance at WrestleMania 26. But good god did it suck. Brett wasn't allowed to take any bumps due to his long-running health problems, and so he awkwardly hammered a borderline defenseless McMahon around the ring with a steel chair. The beating was so one-sided that it almost turned Vince babyface by default, and that just shouldn't have ever been the case. Perhaps the only decent thing about it is that Brett was able to draw a line under his most miserable professional experience. And that is also our lovely list. I've been Gareth from What Culture Wrestling. Thank you, as always, for checking out this video today. Bye-bye! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.